So here he is, the scumbag ex-congressman, my friend George Santos. They say these horrible things about you, George. I just can't stop them. I'm sorry. Oh, you know what's funny? I, you know what I love is, is you know, I, I'll say this about Andrew. Andrew is still sore that I would never support him for governor, and I supported Lee Zeldin, who was the clear front runner. And, I, I look, I put my bed to rest at night every day, Sid, knowing that I'm building my own story, my own legacy, and I don't have to live in the shadow of my father. It must be very frustrating to be Rudy Giuliani's son. So I don't take it personal. Andrew can say whatever he wants, but at the end of the day, I'm George Santos, the former congressman, and he's still just, you know, Andrew Giuliani, Donald Trump's caddy. So the reality is, I don't care what Andrew has to say. But, you know, look, everybody loves to talk about disgrace or expelled or whatever it is. But nobody talks about how. Well, hold on, hold on, before, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, before, hold on, hold on. You say that you don't care about what Andrew says, yet when you and I discussed you coming on today, yesterday, all you talked about was how Andrew well, said that you didn't uh, support Donald Trump and how that pissed you off. That pissed me off because it's a lie, uh, right? Andrew's trying to. So here's what Andrew Giuliani is now trying to do: spin that. Oh. He never supported Trump until he got in trouble. First of all, that's an absolute bold-faced lie. You and I were in 2020 in Eisenhower Park with Bernie, and we had a crowd of, what, probably 15,000, 20,000 people in front of us. And I can tell you then I was talking positive of Donald Trump. 2015, 16, when I was attending rallies for Donald Trump in Orlando, in Pittsburgh, I have always been a Trump supporter since the day that man came down the escalator. So... I don't know what the caddy boy is talking about, but it pisses me off when people try to tell me that I am not a Trump supporter. I happen to believe you, by the way. I really do, George. Um, I know you are a Trump supporter. I love Andrew. He's one of my closest friends, but I do believe you here. But where did the, all this animosity between you and uh, Andrew Giuliani come from? What do you think it is? You think it's all know, about? You got to ask Andrew because I always said nice things about Andrew until he started trashing me on the radio. But you know what? You know what that is, too, Sid. I know it's hard to find relevancy these days, and you need to really pile on on the next thing. So George Santos has become synonymous of relevancy, viewership, you know, like, and it's it's the media world, and you're trying to stay relevant. So take a pound of flesh and go ahead and build a name on it. Every other reporter is doing it. Every other person is doing it. Why is that? You're not. Nope. You're, you're, you know why? Because you're already number one, Sid. You don't need any of that. When you're Man. number one, there's really no need to go do this I kind love, of I stuff. I love this guy. <laughs> I love you. Hey, you know, one of the guys in my office, I swear to God, I do. one of the guys in my office said to me, hey, could you ask George? I, I, they, they, I ask questions. I go, what do you want me to ask George? The guy goes, could you ask George how much money he's really made from Cameo? Would you ever disclose? I mean, I know you, you, you talk about how many Cameos are out there, but have you made, I mean, you've made thousands, Yes. I mean, look, I, I won't confirm or deny, obviously, but it's, I gotta say, I also heard that you got a few cameos for bringing up my cameo. Yes, yes, thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> I said, why are you gonna give Santos 200 bucks? I could, I only take 40. And I got a bunch yeah. of, uh, are you still getting those requests? Seriously. So yeah, just today I opened up my cameo app and I have right there, I think, 19 requests to be fulfilled. That's great. Uh, let me ask you about this race to what, to fill your seat. Because a lot of Republicans in my community are upset. And they're upset because Mozzie, I don't know her. I hear great things about her, great things. I'm sure she's a wonderful lady that wanted to win. Obviously, I'm a Republican. But all I hear is, from my Republican friends, she's a registered Democrat. But I bring on Pete King and all these Long Island folks, and they go, Sid, 
She's not going to caucus with the Democrats. She's voted Republican 100% every step of the way. But then my friends go, then switch. If she's Republican, become a Republican. So long story short, uh, they're nervous that the Republicans are going to lose their seat to Tom Swazi. And even some of your biggest detractors have said to me, I don't love him, but I'd rather him still be there. Are you hearing that basically on the street? I've, I've heard a lot on the street from other members of Congress saying that they regret their vote, that they felt bamboozled, pressured, and whatnot. Uh, and it's really easy to be a Monday morning quarterback, right? So, look, here's the reality. They need to hold on to the legacy and to the, the precedent they created. Now, in the subject of Mozzie, Mozzie has been a conservative vote in the Nassau County legislature. That is factual. But it is troubling to me that she refuses to re-register as a Republican. I have no animosity towards her. I think she's a fantastic woman. Great story. She's a fighter in every literal definition of the word fighter, from being an IDF soldier to, to being part of the paratrooper uh, unit to being a mother of seven kids and still being a working mom in this environment, in this world, where women are usually, you know, told they can't, they can't this, they can't that. And she can everything she's put her mind to. She has a great academic uh, background. Now, look, I don't want to get involved in the race. Tom Swazi is a political juggernaut. We all know that. And I do believe that the, the deafening silence either A, indicates she's, he's underwater in the polling, or they're scared of putting her out there and making her vulnerable. So I don't know which one it is. I'm definitely staying out of it. I have no horse in this race other than watching it. But the primary race, obviously, that's still up uh, for grabs in June. So you just don't know what might happen then, my friend. <laughs> yeah, no, you're right. No, George, let's say that uh, what, what is your uh, day in court coming up? What day is that? It's it's in November. November, uh, okay. So let, so let's say right, so let's say next one November your day comes in court, and I hope you're exonerated. I do, uh, and you are, and it's all gone. Okay, uh, is your political career dead even if you're exonerated, or do you believe that barring anything really serious like going to jail, that you can revive this career? Because I got to tell you, the more people I speak to, not including Andrew Giuliani. <laughs> <laughs> who's texting me. Andrew really... eventually will come around. He will. Right, they like him. He so, wants to throw so... fire at me, I'll throw fire back at him. But I have no issues with him personally, other than he's lying that I'm not a Trump supporter. Well, least, well let me just read reason. these first before you finish your answer about you returning to politics. He said, first of all, it's Mr. Caddy Man. Second, George Santos <laughs> taking shots at me is one of the best things of moral character I could ask for. Third, George is saying I'm lying because George is a model of honesty. And fourth, let him know I'm in a duty-free port. I'm not a cigarette smoker, but I'll pick him up a few batches for him. He can use it. Just ask him what name I should send it to. That's from Andrew Giuliani. Oh, Andrew, grow up. I don't smoke, so go ahead. Go ahead. Just like he's, he's such a man, baby. How the hell did Rudy Giuliani make this child? Like it's. <laughs> Oh, my God. Rudy's such a legend. Well, this is very painful for me because I love both of you. This is very, very painful for me. Uh, oh, but, but, but but do you think, honestly, that if, if you're exonerated, you can return to politics? Or do you even want to? Are you so angry with the rest of your colleagues? Oh, let me tell you this. I, I recently made a pitch, and I, and I mean it. Look, is returning to Congress out of the question? No, it's not out of the question. I'm 35 years old. I, I feel like I think. I wasn't able to do anything of the things I wanted to do. And I do want to go back and, and potentially get those things going. And But right now, my main focus is, is getting Donald Trump over the finish line, getting him reelected. We need him for this country. We need him for our allies in Israel. We need him for sanity. And I would have an honor of a lifetime to 
if I could. And I threw my hat out there humbly. Obviously, I know there's way more people probably interested, but I'd love to be director of ICE. We need somebody who's actually going to identify the issue, who is going to go out there and push for the actual issue of rounding up and fulfilling removals proceedings of millions, tens of millions of people who are here abusing our system, crowding our education system, crowding our health care system, crowding our benefit system that should not be here, taking away from kids in inner cities all across the country where the quality of education is diminished because of the cost of supporting this migrant crisis that we have in this country is is, is this distracting from actually investing in the future of Americans in impoverished areas. So I'd love to go be the director of ICE to Donald Trump because I'm not afraid of the media. I'm not afraid of tough questions. And I'm not like Ryan Dinky, who quit the moment he got a couple of lawsuits thrown his way when he was secretary of the interior. Right. You can sue me, sue me, and I'll keep punching because the reality Clearly. is my services to this country. Right. So do you think that, uh, and I'm being serious here, George, do you think that Donald Trump would really consider you? I don't know. Look, I've been very loyal, very supportive of him. When was, the, when was the last time you spoke to Trump, if you ever did? Uh, look, the last no, the last time I had a... a uh, be careful. Yeah, man, man, be Donald. careful. They're going to fact check no. this. Trust me. Uh, no, they can fact check <laughs> this. I think it was at the least Stefanik fundraiser back right. in the beginning of 2022. Okay. I was never close to Trump, right? But yeah. th- I think that was the last time or or actually... It was at least a funny fundraiser up here in uh, Briarcliff in uh, in Westchester. Okay, last year. Okay, Giuliani so, was there. Andrew was there. Andrew was there. Um, so, so you know that Andrew Cuomo. I have no idea what your relationship is with Cuomo. I think you talk about scumbag. I think he's a scumbag. He actually referred to ICE as thugs. Your thought about that? Well, talking about uh, uh, taking the pot, calling the kettle black. He's a thug. <laughs> I mean, the guy is the epitome of a thug. 